Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Brad Biggs is the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Big Zay! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, I was saying to David this morning, Brad, first of all, I think this is such a good time of year. You, you, we're going to watch good football, and then we're going to get into the draft season, and that will that will go through the, the combine, uh, the, the senior bowl, the comp. I've always loved uh, this time of year for the NFL, and I've always really enjoyed the draft. And the fact that the the Bears have the first overall pick just makes it really exciting and. And we were taught. We've been talking already about some of these scenarios. There was a, uh, there was a, um, a, a plan, and uh, I think it was CBS Sports. They already had their first mock. People are putting their mocks together, and I, I, I always enjoy the possibility as much as the actual uh, event itself. So it, I, I, there's just so much to talk about connected to the draft. Well, ton of options. Ton of options for the bears and, and all teams, right. Especially the teams that are going to have, uh, you know, a lot of cap space and, uh, what gets tricky with doing mock drafts before you get through that, you know, first four or five days of free agency is you really don't know who needs what, you know, one team's need right now can be solved, uh, 10 minutes into uh, free agency, but, yeah, it's it's speculation season for uh, the clubs that are not in the uh, postseason race, and hopefully we've got a slew of good football games this weekend. But my goodness, uh, you, you look at what's happening with some of these matchups, and you've got um, you know the Dolphins down to quarterback three, and um, I, I I'm just hoping to see some good football. But uh, the expanded playoffs can lead to uh, some some rough games. Like, is, is Tom Brady against uh, Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott? And Dak's been awful the second half of the season. Is, is that going to be a, uh, a thriller on Monday night, or are we going to have to sit through uh, a rough football game? I, the, only, the only way we're going to find out is to uh, sit down and watch it, though. So, Brad, as we sit here and watch the playoffs through the Bears' prism, right here in Chicago and localize everything, which is the more appropriate thing to look for or to apply to with a bear situation with Justin Fields, how far the Eagles go because of Jalen hurts or how far the Ravens are limited because of uh, Lamar Jackson, because he hasn't practiced in 37 days. He could play. He likely won't. I wonder which of those situations you think is more uh, applicable to the bear situation. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess I'd, I, you know, if you go with glass half full here, you're looking at the Eagles, and and you're looking at how much better uh, Jalen Hurts is this season. 
than he was a year ago in his in his second year. And you know, some people have been hot on Hertz as the MVP candidate this year. I, I think it's got to be Mahomes, guys. I mean, I think it has to be Patrick Mahomes when you look at the uh, production that he's had this season after they they dumped his best target, right? They traded away. Right. Tyreek Hill didn't want to be there. They said, okay, you know, and, and um, he. it's not like the Chiefs went out and secured him uh, his, a, a clear number one to replace Tyreek Hill. So in my mind, what Mahomes has accomplished in Kansas City is, is, is unreal. Uh, and he, and plus he's been out there, you know, Jalen Hurts been banged up since the uh, hit from Travis Gibson at um, at that game at Soldier Field, right? You know, so um, hopefully Hurts is help, healthy in the playoffs. But I'd rather look at what the Eagles and Jalen have accomplished than the Lamarless uh, Ravens. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly think Joe Burrow has been as good as any quarterback in the NFL, and I, I would rate him – I think you're right about Mahomes, but I would rate him kind of uh, ahead of Josh Allen if I were putting together my top quarterbacks. I think he's flown a little under the radar because they had a slower start to the season. But that yeah, guy, they did have a slow start. Yeah, oh, he's been he yeah, I mean, bro, and uh, he he's fun to watch. Like like some some of these AFC games are are going to be uh, phenomenal when we get to the divisional round. And, and um, these are the two weekends. So <clears throat> you've got loaded football, right? You've got right. wild card round and divisional round. You've got a full weekend. It's sometimes you get to that conference championship weekend, and if one game's sort of a dud, you you kind of feel uh, let down. But I'm I'm hopeful that we've got some fantastic viewing the next two weekends. So, Brad, we haven't talked to you since uh, the State uh, of the Bears address from Ryan Poles at the podium uh, on Tuesday. If you were to project what the next big Bears headline uh, would be based on what you heard or maybe what we didn't hear from Matt Eberflus as well, would it be related to the staff? Would it be related to the Bears presidency? Would it be related to something else entirely? I don't think we're going to hear big news related to the staff. I, it would not surprise me at all if there's a little bit of change. Uh, but is uh, is Matt Eberflus making a move uh, with a position coach? Is, is that big news? I don't know that that would qualify. If they had a coordinator change, that would certainly uh, reach that threshold. Uh, it'll probably be the team president uh, situation. You'd, you'd have to think uh, that might be next. You wonder um, what the timetable is for them considering contract extensions for current players. You know, there's no rush to do that at all, but sometimes you see guys re-upped in January, and and the way that they spoke about Cole Komet makes it pretty clear that that is um, on their to-do list. Again, they they could wait till July to tackle that. Or, or to begin that, or they could start uh, five days from now. Who, who knows? Um, but they've got, you know, they've got a ton of work to do. They've got to uh, have a very busy uh, rest of this month while also getting some of their staff some time off in a busy February as they sort of begin scouting not only free agency 
but the draft. I mean, there's there's some heavy lifting to do, and that's a primary reason why the Bears declined the opportunity to uh, coach in the East-West Shrine Bowl uh, in Las Vegas, which is the if you're stacking the college all-star games, it's number two. So the senior bowl's got more talent, uh, but the bears uh, passed on the opportunity to uh, participate in that because they've just got so much, um, uh, so much heavy lifting to do to prepare for everything that is ahead this off season. You know, it's interesting, Brad, uh, the whole Justin Jones grievances, the, lack of communication, the constructive criticism he talked about in the um, in the uh, exit interviews. We, we were talking, I think it was Mark Grody said that it's his understanding that players were upset that Roquan Smith had been traded and that in two weeks running they had traded uh, uh, two defensive captains. Uh, and and um, it, it sort of, they felt kind of caught unaware by that and they had – had the big win in uh, in New England, and then all of a sudden they're you know losing people and trades are on and and their defense never recovers. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was an interesting take. Is it as simple as that? Is that what it all came down to in your understanding? I I think it I think that's probably oversimplifying it, right? I mean, you look at uh, the defensive line didn't play well when Roquan was there either right so so maybe they had some issues there you look at lack of product productivity on the defensive line you combine that with what justin jones said which wasn't earth shattering and i think you know i mean there, there's an element to of a, to this of it's it's justin jones right i mean it's this isn't like um you know i'm just trying to be real here this isn't um some high-profile player, right? They don't have a high-profile player uh, on their defensive line. But you add all this up and you wonder, is Matt Eberflus potentially um, considering a change on his defensive staff with the line, right? You had um, the the lack of production in the pass rush. You had a poor run defense. And, um, hey, the coach can only do so much with what he's got to work with, but – you know, you wonder if Eberflus does something with Travis Smith, the de- de- defensive line coach. That's just purely speculation on my part, but it's something I would wonder about. So, Brad, I want to get back to this decision the Bears made, apparently, to not coach in the East-West Shrine game. The Falcons and the Patriots will be the two staffs on hand to get an up-close and personal look at some of the prospects they may or may not draft. That evaluation phase, I think, is critical. I think that if Bill Belichick thinks it's worthwhile – to do, it makes me wonder why the Bears coaching staff wouldn't want to get every opportunity to see these players up close, especially in a year that is going to be so draft-driven. You've got the number one overall pick. You're likely to multiply that into others. Why wouldn't you want to take this opportunity to see these players for yourself? Well, I think there's a difference between having an opportunity to do that in the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine. Um, The Senior Bowl just last year had more than twice as many players uh, selected as the East-West Shrine. Uh, the East-West Shrine, you're, you, you know, the better players there, generally speaking, they had Tyquan Thornton was the highest drafted player from the East-West a year ago. He was a second-round pick by the Patriots, um, and that was the highest second-round pick from the East-West game 
since Jimmy Garoppolo. And what was he drafted in 14? I'm just off the top of my head. It's been a while. Maybe it was 2012 for Garoppolo. At any rate, he was, and Jimmy was at the very end of sec, the second round. So there's a disparity between the, the rosters you have at the two games. Um, why would the coaches not want to go? They've been going full speed since they were hired uh, by Matt Eberflus almost uh, a year ago. Um, I think they need to be given an opportunity to uh, reset and refresh before they dive into what needs to be intense evaluation uh, for free agency and tackle that and not press uh, the pause button to then go out to Las Vegas and, and work with these day three potential day three prospects uh, for a week and uh, just kind of have an uninterrupted flow of meetings, tackling free agency, then heading into your draft meetings. This The whole like work with these guys for three or four practices thing is uh, is really overrated uh, by some folks in my mind. The Bears coached in the uh, Senior Bowl a couple of years ago. I, you know, John Fox's staff was down there. It's not like that week down there turned into some uh, dynamic uh, guy for them that their coaches went and uncovered some talent. So I I wouldn't raise any issue with that, uh, this decision at all. Uh, Brad, um, you know, I, we could argue that point a little bit. I, I, but I, I think if I asked you who are the blue chippers on this roster, would you answer Cole Komet? And does that mean he's getting a new contract? What was your take from that question, that response, and who are the blue chippers on this roster? Yeah, um, no, that means he's getting a contract, or he's getting offered a contract yeah. anyway, right? It, right. it takes uh, it takes two parties to get the actual deal done, uh, but it sounds like they'll be motivated to uh, have discussions about an extension for him. I don't think they've got a, a blue guy on the roster. They had one that was Roquan, and a, and a blue is like a, a perennial Pro Bowl player. That is a guy who can be plugged into any one of the other 31 teams. And if he's on that roster, he's a starter. Okay. Um, that guy doesn't exist on the roster right now. Maybe, maybe Cole could become that guy. I don't view the, him that he is, you know, and, and, and I think you know, if you're looking at the Roquan situation and you're talking about, well, geez, Ryan Poles traded away their, their best player and he's got all this cap space, why wouldn't you invest in him and keep him in place? And I can, I could write a 1,500 words supporting that right now this morning. That would be very easy to do. It's a point you can get behind. When you're looking at it and you're trying to understand, well, why did they do this? What, what's the other side of this? I think it's positional value. And you look at what the Ravens paid Roquan and he got what he wanted 20 million a year guarantee total guarantee of uh, what 60 million with, with 45 fully guaranteed right now. Congrats to Roquan. He, um, he went out and, and got what he was seeking. But if you're stacking up needs for the bears right now, and strictly on defense, so not even considering what needs um, they have on the offensive side of the ball. Number one, 
I would put three technique tackle or edge rusher. You could you could flip flop them depending on how you feel about the possibilities to put into that position. So that's one and two, whichever order you want to put them in. Number three, they need a top cornerback. Number four, I'm probably going with another defensive lineman, an edge rusher or a uh, or another defensive tackle. And then I think at five, I'd get around the weak side linebacker. So um, it's something that the, it's a position they got to fill. Uh, it's a need. They've got much more pressing needs. And so when you look at the amount of resources that would have been required to keep Roquan, I think you can get an understanding for the other side, even if you – um, disagree strongly with it. Well, I could counter your 1,500 words with 1,500 of mine that would say that when you have a 25-year-old Pro Bowl player who is among the best at your position and you have $100 million in cap space, I don't think you let that guy walk out the door. Not when you have the roster well, without think, any blue-chip players I, on it, Brad. That's what I'm saying. Steve, that's what I said. That's what I said to start with. I said I could write <laughs> that you should have kept him. I, well, I, I mean, I could do that. I'm just – I think, you, you know, if you – to this, if you want to have a discussion, you need to you need to take a look at the other side of it. It's just it's the it's the positional value. Like there's a reason why Roquan is the first off the ball linebacker to crack twenty million dollars uh, in annual average. And you've seen edge rushers, uh, defensive tackles, corners blow by that. Like they've flown by that $20 million mark. So that just sort of reinforces the idea of positional value. Remember Matt Eberflus was asked about where Roquan was selected in the he draft scoffed. He and, scoffed. and he scoffed at it. He's, well, he's not going to take it off the ball linebacker there. So I think the bears have some confidence that uh, they can draft and develop a guy with much less resources needed for the pick and, and get a pretty good solution there. Now, uh, until they go out and make that happen, they've got yet another need uh, on their defense. Brad, uh, three Bears rookies made pro football focuses all-rookie ch- team. That was Braxton Jones, Jack Sanborn, and Jaquan Brisker. Um, are, are all those guys – I mean, I think Brisker's going to start next year, but what about the other two? Are, are all those guys – Long-term pieces or guys that had a good year considering? I think the guys that had a that had a good year, you want to see more from. Braxton Jones, I, to me, has an opportunity to enter next season as the starting left tackle, but that's a premier position, and the Bears were deficient at every premier position, so they've got to look and see if something's out there. If you can get yourself an elite left tackle – I think you've got to go out and do it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got an idea that Braxton Jones can get better and come back and be improved next year. But if you can go out and get a top one, to me, I would go out and do it. Jack Sanborn uh, played with great instincts. Uh, he stepped in right away. You cannot compare him to Roquan Smith. Like some people do, they're at different positions. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looked like, this undrafted free agent can fit in. I'm not going to get too carried away uh, with some of the tackle totals that that Sanborn had. I have yet to hear anyone discuss Joe Thomas 
who had a total of 25 tackles in the final two games of the season. He had 12 against the Lions and 13 against the Vikings. Um, so to a degree, guys, with the defensive line playing like it was, you could put a folding chair at middle linebacker, and it would have six or seven tackles. Okay? Um, so the uh, – Excitement for some of Sandboard's tackle totals was a little overblown. As I said, Thomas went in there. Uh, when they started playing him more, he started racking up a bunch of tackles. And uh, you, I, you probably haven't heard a peep about hey, the Bears need to re-sign Joe Thomas, right? I'm guessing you haven't had a caller with that um, approach yet. So He's I think Sandboard's got a chance. He's 31. Um, and you, what's that? He's 31. Okay, I'm just saying he had tw- he had 25 tackles in, in two games, and that's the kind of stuff that had people compared to Sanford Urlacher, right? I mean, <laughs> leave so, Joniak out of this. Um, <laughs> I'm, no, no, this is a Jeff. This is a Jeff. So yeah, he's and then Brisker looks good. I think Kyler Gordon played better in the second half of the season, and then they've got other guys that you just. Some of these guys, they're going to be what they're going to be the rest of their career. A few of them are probably going to take a big leap forward. You look at a Josh Blackwell and a Jalen Jones. You know, Blackwell uh, has got speed and quickness that I wonder if he potentially profiles as a nickel at some point in the future. Something to at least consider for um, some of the young guys. What's the role moving forward? Because as Ryan Pohl said, you know, they led the NFL in snaps played by rookies by a huge margin, uh, and that's provided a base and an opportunity for growth for those guys and learning experiences as those players head into the offseason and start, uh, in a couple of weeks anyway, wondering, you know, what can they do individually to step their game up in year two? Brad, we got a texter who just checked in said uh, the Bears need to re-sign Joe Thomas. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah, they'll say that guy's on the board is the first one. Uh, but no, it's just I was just trying to make a point. No, no, it's get, funny. I got it. Put, yeah, anyone like like I said, a folding chair would get you six. I think. <laughs> That's awesome. Big Z, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great day.